This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Um, apparently, people are upset with Bud Light. Um, I uh, personally would like to say that I have always had a very good relationship with Bud Light. Bud Light has always treated me well. Bud Light it gives you the nice illusion that you are not uh, a big, fat, uh, slob putting on, you know, 2,000 calories worth of carbs or whatever. I like that about Bud Light. I've always appreciated Bud Light for its contribution to uh, American society, which was to give us a beer where they don't even fuck around. Their slogan is drinkability for a while. Drinkability, which just means you can drink 17 of these and you're going to be you're going to be good. You know, you're going to be just fine. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, Bud Light is a binge drinker's beer. That is plain and simple. It is for the guy who is going out to get bombed up, and he does not want to uh, have a uh, pain in his stomach when he drinks. That's what it really is. It's four. That's kind of the idea behind it. And that's great. It has its place in America. And I, I for one, have always been a proud supporter of Bud Light. And I think, I think honestly, if you're upset over uh, rainbow flag cans or uh, a trans spokesperson, you are uh, a loser. We could start there. Uh, you are actually kind of being a complete loser and um furthermore i think you need to uh stop uh you know falling for the fucking ruse because that's what it really is at this point the people that are trying to make this out like this is a problem are just they're instigators they're trying to find a new reason to be outraged and it's sad to see how many people that I, I love, people that I think are halfway intelligent, actually buy into some of this shit. I mean, it is even kind of hilarious now that you're seeing, like, a lot of liberals being like, I love Bud Light. Like, no, you don't. You like fucking some sort of weird IPA of some brewery in Brooklyn that nobody goes to but you think is great. And you go there and you play cornhole on Sundays. Like, that is the beer you like. Don't pretend you like Bud Light now. Don't come join the rest of us trash bags and 
try to pretend like you've been part of the Bud Light family this whole time. You're only getting on board because you want to fight the enemy. This is the new battlegrounds is shitty domestic beer. So that's where you got to go. You know what I mean? Like it's that's how it works now is something stupid happens with like a company or a celebrity or something. And then one side gets mad and then they jump to on the, you know, the offensive. So now, you know, Bud Light's like, hey, we're going to put a rainbow flag and have a trans spokesperson say drink Bud Light. And then people are like, what the fuck? And they get all dumb and mad. And now this is where we're at. You know, we got to talk about it. It's such a dumb thing. It's, I mean, it's great for this, the sense of podcasts, because, you know, it gives us content. But holy shit. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. I don't even know who is like represents most things I buy. You know what I mean? Like every, because I skip commercials all the time. I am so all about not watching commercials, like to a point where like, even if I'm watching like a YouTube video where there's commercial breaks in it, I plot it out so that during those 30 second to a minute long breaks, I find something else to do. I'll stare at my phone. I'll, I'll go to content where I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, being forced with ads down my throat because I hate them. So I'm, you know, I'm familiar with certain commercials and stuff. It's not like I've never seen a, I'm not trying to be that ridiculous, but I avoid them at all costs. So the idea that like, I, you know, you're really going to get that upset about it. I'm, you're not going to watch the commercials anyway. We, I mean, I'm not alone in avoiding watching commercials, we all hate them. We hate them. Outside of the Super Bowl. That's the only time, that's the only day that we really like commercials. Otherwise, everybody fucking loads them. So, you know, I, I, I really just, I feel really uh, sad for these people uh, that are uh, going out there and, you know, getting all pissed off about this. I mean, it, was, it did bring me some joy to see Kid Rock back in the news. I mean, talk about a relevant celebrity in the moment. Kid Rock. And he, he was all up in arms about it. And he literally up in arms because he, he, he took a machine gun. And he took the machine gun and he shot up a bunch of Bud Light cans. That's right, to, to show how much of an alpha male he is. How he isn't down with all this fruity, rainbow flag, trans spokespeople bullshit. Kid Rock had to step up. and well, the, But not really. He didn't, in my mind, he didn't step up because I feel like shooting Bud Light cans with a machine gun is something Kid Rock just does every day, you know? Like, that's part of Kid Rock's life. (laughs) It's kind of like that scene in Boogie Nights. If you remember the movie Boogie Nights, when when they're going to rob the Coke dealer, and he's just, like, in a bathrobe, and he's smoking fucking meth or crack. I don't know which one, but there's a little Asian kid, and he's throwing fucking fireworks. 
and the Jesse's girls just blasting in the background and that's that's what I envision Kid Rock's house being like. That scene from Boogie Nights. Maybe a little different music. Maybe like, I don't know, some fucking, something heavier. But you get the idea. So, I don't know. I, I, I just think it's sad when people fall for the, the trap of phony outrage. You know, it's... um. It's really what's po- pushing the poisonous uh, culture, if you will, more than anything, is people getting up in arms about shit that does not matter. Who gives a fuck who's selling Bud Light? It is not going to affect... I, I mean, honestly, people that drink Bud Light... <laughs> drink... <laughs> I can't even get it out. People that drink heavier, you know, heavy amounts of Bud Light, they they got bigger fish to fry than worrying about the spokesperson. They're trying to keep custody of their kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're somebody that is a big uh, Bud Light aficionado, there's a chance that things aren't going well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I for one, can admit in my heaviest Bud Light drinking days, you know, things weren't perfect. I was, you know, I remember being like 23. My friend just died. Uh, I was stuck in a dead-end job that I'm still stuck at. But, you know, whatever. You get what I'm saying? It was a dark time. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) you drink a lot more Bud Lights when that's the case. So, for some reason, I just, I don't think your average Bud Light drinker is going to be the one that's really getting up in arms here. Matter of fact, most of the people outside of, like, Kid Rock, who, I mean, I mean, I feel like Kid Rock, sure, he probably drinks Bud Light, but there's also, my guess is, there isn't much alcohol Kid Rock says no to. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would imagine Kid Rock is... Pretty much down for uh, whatever booze you put in front of him. Including his own moonshine. That he makes as a little Asian kid throwing fireworks. I love that scene in Boogie Nights. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know where we, uh, I don't know how we get better as a country, if this is where we're going to just keep doing this type of stuff, you know, where somebody comes out and, uh, you know, says, I support this product. And we immediately check what, you know, you know, what political affiliation they have. And then we decide whether or not we support that product or we're going to boycott it. It's just, it's fucking it's tedious and dumb, and I, you know, especially, yeah, like, we're already at Bud Light, you know what I mean? Like, we're already arguing about fucking shitty domestic beer. Uh, I mean, where, where else do we go? Are we gonna, are we gonna start talking about, like, what cigarettes or, you know, uh, care about social justice causes, you know what I mean? Like, 
Hey, Philip Morris. Philip Morris executives were seen wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. And they asked, you know, they, they, they really care. You know, they really care about human beings in general. Those guys, you know, like they're only supporting the most deadly product on the planet Earth. But it's fucking unbelievable. I like that. Uh, speaking of Kid Rock, we're going to do a lot of Kid Rock related stuff. I mean, it's a big Kid Rock episode today. Uh, no, I saw Kid Rock at the UFC fights chilling with. I mean, what a crew. Honestly, what a crew just to be. I mean, imagine being around these boys. You got you got Kid Rock. You got Donnie Trump's four, four or five in the building. And fucking and then Mike Tyson. That's a fucking wild crew. I don't give a fuck who you are. You kind of want to be part of that party just a little bit, right? You want to be in that room and hear those conversations. How the fuck do you not want to hear that shit? I mean, I just... I, I know I do. You got Tyson smoking a fucking joint. Kid Rock shotgun and Coors Lights talking fucking all this shit about rainbow flags. And Trump's just like, yeah, they indicted me, but fuck them. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, brother, let's watch these fights. I don't know. There's no joke here, but I, I mean, there's, I mean, I guess there is a joke. I just, <laughs> I, I, it's just a fucking wild threesome is all I'm trying to say. Um, I like, does Kid Rock give Trump advice? Like, I mean. Trump's getting indicted for, like, serious financial crimes. Like, Kid Rock's like, yeah, I mean, I slapped my girlfriend in a fucking, in a jack-in-the-box parking lot one time, and I got, you know, the, you know, went in overnight. That was when Kid Rock got indicted. All right. Let's, let's fucking end this with one more. I, I got one more. Do I have it? Yeah, I have one more Kid Rock joke here. I'll, uh, Kid Rock, I mean, we all remember Kid Rock ran for office uh, not too long ago. He, uh, I believe he was running for like governor of Michigan. Uh, I think the re it didn't work out, though, because the, the problem with Kid Rock's campaign is he was a he's a devil without a cause. So, you know, it was tough to attract voters. <laughs> oh, I hate that joke so much, but I love it. Devil without a cause, and I'm going platinum. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was this, um, there was a kid at the open mic. And, um, you know, this happens sometimes where, you know, it, unfortunately, uh, we have uh, a mental health problem in this country. You know, uh, a lot of people are not getting the medication they need and uh, not see, uh, seeing therapists and whatever. You know, I'm not a smart person here. So 
uh, you know, you get what I'm trying to say, though. You know, there's a lot of people that need help, and uh, it could be very um, troubling sometimes to see these individuals. And, you know, this guy, he comes out to the open mic, and, you know, you kind of could just tell he was off a little bit right away, but, you know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and he, like, tried to make some comment about uh, there was a girl eating pizza, and he, like, tried to, like, make a joke about taking a bite out of it, and I thought they knew each other. Apparently, they did not. It was so she didn't like that he was it – was, it was an uncomfortable moment for sure. Then uh, he, he finally went up, and he did his set, and in his set, he basically just attacked – uh, the girl in that didn't want to eat his pizza and uh, just talked about uh, how all women should just be, you know, cooking us food and sucking our dicks. And that's it was kind of insane. It, like, honestly, it was like at, like it sounds funny for a second. Like, it's like, OK, it's sexist, but. Maybe he's going somewhere with this. Maybe there's a misdirection that I'm waiting for that's going to make this like an actual funny joke and not just like a sexist rant about, you know, how these bitches need to shut their mouths, basically, is what he was saying. So, you know, it's the, yeah, we're waiting for it, and it never came. It just, it actually just got worse. Like, he just... He went real down a real weird rabbit hole. And we all kind of sat there awkwardly. Like, nobody wanted to call him out. Like, all the women were kind of scared. Even the guys were getting scared. And, and like, that, the funniest thing about it, I guess you could say, would be that he was the last comedian. And, like, it was so awkward when he just, like, threw the mic down, basically. Because he, like, was enraged and just, like, screamed about all the women that have fucked him over in his life. Like this dude really could have used a padded room for sure. Um, but you know what he could have used more than that is he could have used this podcast where if I, if I could have gotten him to listen to my podcast, I would, I would say something like, bro, for one, you're not funny. Don't ever show up. And waste the time of comedians at an open mic ever again. But also, um, you should, uh, you know, seek serious help. Go into some sort of treatment or whatever. You know, I don't know if you need to necessarily be in a padded room for a long time. But bring headphones and your phone. And subscribe, rate, and review to my podcast. You know, uh. I'm here to help you out, man. You know, I'm going to give, I, I will make you laugh. I will make you think. I will make you ponder the things of life. And maybe after a while, you'll calm down and you won't want to be so angry with the, with the ladies. Because, hey, man, I, I, I know what it's like to get rejected. And I, I've definitely dealt with my fair share of, uh, you know, miserable ladies situations. But ultimately, we can't go around treating them like dirt and like, you know, 
lumping them all into one category because uh, you had a, you know, whatever happened to you, happened to you. You're mentally insane. You're fucked in the head, basically. That's really what I want to tell the kid. I don't know. I, I thought this, you know, sometimes the call to actions are good. Sometimes they're bad. This is a bad one. This was one of the bad ones. But we're going to leave it the, all the same because that's what I do here on this podcast. I I tell stupid jokes and I overshare. I wonder if that's going to be on the, the review this week from my the lovely intern that spends her time hating my guts because I do this. Anyway, um, yeah, so subscribe, rate, and review. And you haven't, if you've done it already, I appreciate it. Thank you. So I got a big day tomorrow. I got a big day tomorrow. I got to host the mic. Scotty's Pub every Thursday night, 8.30, sign up. Well, 8 o'clock, sign up, 8.30, start. You know, just a casual plug right there. You know, I got a show Friday night, uh, McGuire's Comedy Club, Bohemia, you know, just a casual quick mention of that. I also got another show April 29th. Uh, That's in Bohemia as well at the lovely Round 2 Pub. Everybody loves a nice bar show, so come on out for that one. Uh, nobody's going to get stabbed. That's that's always appealing, right? That makes it sound like a grand old time. Because most of the time when you go out, you always worry if someone's going to get knifed. But I, listen, I'm not telling you round two is the type of place where somebody would get knifed. I'm just telling you that nobody is going to get knifed at that show. I'm guaranteeing a knifed-free experience. Stab-free. The only killing that will be going on will be on the stage where me and a litany of other very funny comedians will make you chuckle. Will make you giggle like a bunch of schoolgirls because it's fun. I'm actually I'm featuring that night. I like these comedy posters, these flyers that we put up. It says it says I'm featuring. So I guess that means I uh I get to talk for like four more minutes than the other guys, and uh, you know that makes me a big deal, puts me in a very powerful position. Uh, you know, when you get to talk for four more minutes, maybe like seven more minutes. I don't know what it is. I think the last time I did, I think it was 15 I got. So it was actually like eight more minutes. But, you know, I I thought four was funny. Now we're explaining the joke, which makes it not funny at all, Mike. Anyway, so, yeah, that those are my next two upcoming shows. I got some other shows in May. Uh, May 13th, I'll be back at uh, McGuire's again. That's a 9.30 show, Saturday night. What else do I got? Oh, oh, and then uh, Butera's little Italian restaurante. Family style. Everything's family style there. 
They're doing a dinner show thing, so it's like a dinner plus the show package. It's a reasonable sixty dollars, and you get a good meal. You got a good show. We'll we'll chuckles and some chicken parm. And that's what May May fifteenth. May fifteenth for that one. That's that's a Monday. All right, there now we got the plugs in. I gotta plug my shit more. That's what I gotta do. I've been told that I'm bad at that. Which is true. I'm actually god awful at self promotion. Cause I'm I I don't know why I have this weird self conscious thing about it where like it sounds like like to me just merely promoting that I'm doing things makes it me sound like Hey, you know, just want to let you know I'm like a big deal out here in the comedy world. Which is like not it at all. Like, I don't, I, I've never, I, you know what I'm saying here. Is it's my own craziness that makes this a problem. Because I get in my own head about it where it's like, I sound like an asshole. And it's like, you know, you know, it's not like an asshole. You sound like a guy who's just trying to accomplish something. So just like be okay with trying to accomplish it. Um, but yeah, uh, I got to get better with that because, you know, there's only nobody's going to give a shit more about my comedy career than I do. Everybody else is going to give less shits than me. So it's my job to, to actually give a shit. So, you know, that's why I'm very excited for the mic that I got tomorrow because um, there's somebody coming down. Or I should say Dowd. I mean, I can't make any uh, promises. So I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to ruin the surprise and or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying... I've actually been the specific uh, person isn't really that important, but uh, they are definitely interesting as fuck. And I would love to get them on this podcast to interview them. And if I can land this whale of an interview, I will feel like a God. So I just, what I got to do is I got to tomorrow night. I got to turn myself into this guy's best friend, right? Like I, I got to fucking, put on a show here it's uh you know a very uh tricky thing i I don't want to come off too used car salesman ish but you know if if you can get them to like you it makes it a lot easier to uh fuck them you know what i'm saying which is basically what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to take this guy who's mildly successful at the very least you know he's he has a Netflix documentary. So he's mildly successful. And I am, uh, uh, I would say mildly unsuccessful. So I'm trying to get him to help prop me up a little. If I can squeeze that out of him, you know, I just gotta, I gotta schmooze him the right way. Uh, you know, the comic that's bringing him, I, he's making food. So he's already helping out. He's bringing tacos, so I think, you know, open mic comedy plus some tacos 
a nice conversation. I can I could turn this guy into a believer. That's my hope here is that I can get this dude to be like, you know what? This is the next uh, Joe Rogan I'm talking to. And why not grant him an interview and, uh, you know, get a little pop for myself, help this guy out. You know, everybody, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So, yeah, that's what's coming up. That's what's on the way. That's where my focus is. Trying to fucking bend this dude right over and metaphorically fuck him in the ass. For my own benefit. So I can. I mean I don't want to make it sound like I'm fucking him over. Like I'm just. Like literally to do an interview on a podcast. It's not like a. It's not like a fuck over. But like you know. to You want to get him in the bed. Like you know you want to schmooze him. Again all metaphorical. I'm just saying like. You got to fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I but. It's my uh. It's my hope that I'm gonna I'm gonna land this I'm gonna land this thing tomorrow, right? I'm talking myself up like a used car salesman. Like this is my day. This is the day. Like remember if anyone remembers the Simpsons, there was old Gil. That Gil who was the guy who was always the, the beat up salesman. He was a a fucking real estate agent. He's selling cars. He's any type of sales job, he was just Gil the old hack. That's who I am right now. Just the old hacky salesman like, hey, come on down. I'm going to sell you on this the opportunity of a lifetime to get interviewed by me. You want a taco? I think it's going to work out great. All right, so we'll close out the show this week. I got to tell some, uh, I guess I'll, you know, I'll overshare. I'll be stupid and overshare. I'm not bitter at all about those comments. I don't come off childish. You know what it is? I just feel like, yeah, of course this podcast is stupid and I overshare. That's like the whole, that's like all the whole thing is, you know? It's like if I'm not dumb and and oversharing, I don't know what else am I doing here? It's like all I know what to do with myself is be stupid and overshare. But anyway, so here's some oversharing. Uh, tomorrow's a big day, actually, not just for the podcast, but, uh, for the, uh, possibility of my future employment, the, uh, town is coming on down. We're going to find out, uh, if or when we can open. And, uh, that would be, uh, very helpful information to be able to open full capacity and, like, you know, make money again. That'd be a nice thing. A nice little change of pace from the huge. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, what's going on at the old work front. I'm just getting tired of the cheapos, man. That is, that's what it's really, because we've been doing all these deals just to try to get people, you know, try to get people to order. So it's like we're getting whatever we can get to get in the door, you know, financially. You know, I mean, obviously it's hard to sell people on just takeout and delivery only. You know, you lose a lot when you don't have a place to sit down and eat. 
like we haven't had for months now. So, um, yeah, we've been running all these cheapo deals to get the cheapos in to, to buy something. So at least we got some money flowing into the place. And, you know, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of these people. It's just such a sad way to live your life. I mean, I had a guy who called the store today to ask how much a single garlic knot costs. Why? Why are you picking up the phone for that? Is this a major purchase? Is this something that you really feel like you needed to um, research? So I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, one garlic knot, it's 50 cents. 50 cents for a, a fucking garlic knot. Because how much is five? I'm like, is this a fucking second grade math test? What What do you What do you mean how much is five? Do the... Multiple, you, you know your multiplication tables, right? You're a grown adult. You, you're not just cheap, but you're also an idiot. Tired of these cheap people. You know, because the, the thing to me that gets me the most about cheap people is just the idea that, like, you, um, you spend all this time worrying about every, the cost of every little thing. And it cheapens your life experience. Cheap people have cheap life experiences. You know what I mean? Like, they don't get to fully enjoy anything because they're so concerned about the money. You know what I mean? Like, they can't go to an Applebee's and just get a couple of two-for-twenties and a couple of beers and, and have a good time because they're worried that they might have to pay 45 more cents than the other person did that they were going there with and they shouldn't have had to it should have been actually you know what I mean like yikes and I can't explain enough how life is too short to be spent counting pennies like I understand financially tough times happen to people I'm not talking about that but Jesus Christ these cheap people need to stop you should not be calling a pizza place to ask how much a single garlic knot costs. I mean, it's to the point where some of these people, you want to just look them dead in the eye and tell them to fucking kill themselves. But you know, if you told them to kill themselves, they would probably start talking about their life insurance policies and how great of a fucking you know value they got and how what the pay, long-term payouts are and blah, blah, blah. And all this financial shit. And it's like, stop caring about the money so much, you cheap, cheap piece of shit. With that said, until next week.